My name is Jeff Gray, and I'm the Discipleship Pastor at Living Truth Church. And I want to welcome you to another uh, video session related to our sermon series. It's entitled, As You Go. And when we began this series, we began the series by starting with the home and then working our way um, outward. And in this session, um, we're going to be looking at a, a topic uh, that I've called the lost. And so in, in saying that, um, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 15, um, three parables that Jesus teaches about the lost. So uh, if you would, as a group, um, I'm going to ask you to pause the video and read the first um, parable of the lost um, sheep. And after doing so, you can restart the video and we're going to talk through that just for a few minutes. And then we'll progress through the other two um, parables as well. So go ahead and do that now. Well, welcome back to the video. I hope that your group had some time to talk through some important points of the parable of the lost sheep. And as I was preparing uh, for um, this session, um, of course, I did some work looking in the background and context and what commentators had to say about this passage. And um, I found some things that were interesting that I wanted to share with you before we move to the second parable. And um, one thing that I read was written by a shepherd um, that said that he's been in situations where he's had one of his sheep wander away from the flock just to the other side of the hill where it, the flock was out of sight from the sheep. And of course, then he hears this sheep bleeding for his flock. And as he watched the sheep, rather than the sheep running back toward the flock that was also bleeding, the sheep ran in the opposite direction. I also thought about um, the words of another commentator that said um, that the lost sheep would never save itself. That it required the action of the shepherd to go and find that sheep. And if he did not, then the sheep was surely doomed. Then one other thing that I've thought through and um, reflected on is the idea that when Jesus ends the story of the lost sheep, he talks about the need for repentance. And of course, we know that sheep don't repent. Um, he's talking about us as a people that um, it's so, so important. When our shepherd comes and finds us, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, however we're living, that when he finds us, we should be a people that are willing to repent. Now, with that being said, um, I want you to take some time to look at the second parable, the parable of the lost coin, and spend some time talking through that parable. So I hope you've had time to look at that parable about the lost coin. And, um, you know, I, I realize over time that we have lots of ideas about 
what Scripture says and what it means. And um, I have an interesting take on this lost coin. A lot of us think of that lost coin as, you know, the coins that we recognize in our pockets, the coins that we spend at the grocery store and keeping our change bowls around the house. And But when I, when I think through this parable, I saw... Um, one idea that relates really nicely to the culture of that time. And in the culture of that time, uh, women would wear a gold chain around their head as a band. And they had might have several coins attached to that band. And in this particular case, um, one commentator says that he believes that that coin represents to this woman the fact that she's married. So it's kind of like um, for today, it'd be like a wedding ring. And I don't know about you, but um, I've lost my wedding band before, and it's um, it's not a very good place to be, and it's precious to me, and I don't want to lose that. And um, so I think about how hard this woman must have looked, and it tells us she looked everywhere. Um, she showed she showed the light, she swept, and she cleaned. She looked everywhere, and she found her coin. The other thing that I I think about um, from this parable is the idea that. When a sinner does repent, when someone does return to the Lord, that it brings joy to the heart of the Lord. And I look at the story in in context, and I realize that the religious leader of Jesus' day were angry because tax collectors and sinners were coming to Jesus. Um, They didn't want them to come to Jesus because they didn't want to be associated with the unclean. And so it's a really good example for us that Jesus draws people to himself. And... We should be people that want to see people drawn to Jesus and not putting barriers in their way and not treating anyone like they're unclean and not worthy of Jesus. Now, with that being said, um, we're going to now shift to the third parable of the parable of the lost son. And it's one we all know, but as a group, read the parable and then have some conversations about the parable and then we'll get back to the video. Now that you've had time to look at the parable of the lost son, I'm sure you've had some great conversation about that story because it's a story that we all know very, very well. And if you're like me, that story has relevance and a special place in my heart um, because I've been that lost son. And uh, I appreciate um, what the Father has done for me in letting me come home. Um, Two things that, uh, that I want just to put out there for you to think about. Uh, as we as we move, um, well, I, I do give this. I do give the son credit in part of the story. Um, oftentimes, the son that walks away doesn't get much credit. But I do want to point something out in the son's life, and we remember the story. Remember that he 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 left. He was greedy. He left his father, took his inheritance, went away, and just totally lived a pagan, awful life, and then found himself in the pig pen. Um, eating the slop with the pigs. And one of the things that I think about um, as, I, as I think through that story is that when he came to his senses, right, when he realized this is not the life I want to live, um, he looked at his conditions and he didn't blame his father. He didn't blame his brother. He didn't b- blame his old friends or his new friends. He didn't even blame the, blame the pigs. Um, 
he took ownership for his misery, but rather than focusing on his misery, he focused on the Father. And I appreciate that about him because there are so many times that we can be lost and astray. And rather than taking ownership and living in our misery, um, we should return to the Father. The second thing that, um, that I realize in the story that I think we all know, but I'm just gonna put it out there anyway, is that the story is called the lost son, the prodigal son. But the story really, it's really about a loving father and how he lets the, this son come home and he does so with great joy. So my heart for you and for those that you love is that if you're a person that is a prodigal that you've walked away for whatever reason, um, look at yourself, look at your misery and then return to the father. He's waiting for you. And if you have people in your life that are prodigals, my encouragement is to pray for them. Uh, pray for their return to the Father and then be a person that helps them find their way. Love them where they are. That doesn't mean you condone where they are, but you can love them where they are, um, demonstrating the love of the Father to them. So as we wrap up this session, take some time to talk through um, other takeaways you might have, and I'll see you in the next session.